Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a brand new week of the wildest ride in the whole universe, Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. So for those of you who want to watch the madness instead of just listening to it, make sure to subscribe to my official YouTube, which is at Crazy Train Podcast. And there'll be some live streams coming up over the next few months. So make sure you subscribe so you can stay updated on all the great stuff. So for today's guest... This is definitely another person I think that has been a victim, that's right, I said the V word, victim, of cancel culture. A lot of you might remember him from the 90s and um, other, uh, you know, infamous stories out there. There are occasionally times when I tell someone I hope your dick falls off, but in this guy's case, it's definitely not funny and not cool. So let's welcome to the show John Wayne Bobbitt and get his side of the story. Thank you so much for joining me today, John. This has been forever. Like, I know I met you years ago at the Sahara in Vegas. You look the same, by the way. You really do. Yeah, I try not to age that, that much. You know, stay, try to stay busy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've been, like, meaning to catch up with you for the longest time. Because I was watching TV, right? And I threw the remote at the TV set several times because I'm watching this, this, this entitled woman talking and talking about her, uh, her victimization. Then I researched your case more. I actually knew some girls that were in the movie that you did, the infamous film, which I got to ask you about in a minute. Um, and I'm like, you know, I got to reach out to John because I want to know exactly what happened. But before we go there... You did a porn film, and there are so many average guys out there that would have killed to have been in your place. I, I mean, a zillion guys. But weren't you, like, nervous being on set with these girls? I mean, they were gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous. Well, yeah, in the beginning I was um, kind of nervous, but I think it was a more of a retaliation type thing, and then I knew I had to get in the character, and there's something that I, I had to do, so... Uh, and uh, it wasn't something that I was prepared to do or uh, I was even ready to do, you know, at the time because <laughs> I wasn't even healed yet when they were doing the films. So, they, you know, there was no Viagra back then. So they had to do a <laughs> they had they had to do a drug called prostaglandin. You had to inject it. It was an injection in your groin. So Ouch. that was hard. That, that was hard to do. Because you're on set and you're trying to trying to uh, perform with all these girls, you know, and uh, you know, you know how girls are and guys is like you know, it, 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 they turn you on or they don't, you know. <laughs> so it's like, well, so some girls I didn't need it, some girls I did, so. They had, they had a guy, you know, some gloves and a needle and it poked me right in the, you know, poked me in the pecker. 
See, I thought it was done at the base of the penis because I had an ex that did that years yeah. ago, and um, this was in Brazil, and they were using it on a porn set there. One guy got an injection. His hard-on lasted for like 36 hours. He had to go to the hospital to get it drained out. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, long, long, long as I had, had sex on, on film was 12 hours. 12 hours straight. Ow. But, you know, she had, she had to take, keep taking breaks, but she loved it. It's like, wow, it's awesome. <laughs> 12, yeah, 12 it was hours an interesting straight. movie. But, uh, huh? you know, that, but that's when Viagra came out later, not soon after my, my film was Viagra came out. Yeah. Wait, you did more than one film? I thought you just did one. Well, uh, you know, a couple, two films. Yeah. They were like novelty. Yeah, I remember I saw Frank and Penis. Um, I had a friend in that movie. Yeah, John Wayne, Bob and Uncut, and Frank and Penis. Tiffany Lords. Yeah, that was hey. the one. That was the one. But I'm no, glad she you was did an, that. Yeah, she was an uncut. Huh? She was an uncut. Uncut. And uncut. Uh, Nina Hartley was in the you know, other film. Nina Hartley and... Uh, um, dang, I forgot all of their names. Wow. Crystal uh, Gold, Tiffany Lord, Jasmine Aloha. That was the first movie. Second movie was uh, damn. Who, who? She was a big porn star too. Damn. Yeah, I'll have to look this up. But I just remember the first one. Now we all know, like the events leading up to there is one-sided, and I think that too many people become a victim, right? And a lot of men these days have become a victim to this whole Me Too movement. So some people, you know, are real victims out there. But in this case, I feel like your, your, your situation is similar to that of Joey Ryan, who's a wrestler, Teddy Hart, who's a wrestler. And I always take the guy's side in these cases because there's another side to this. So my theory, and just tell me if I'm wrong. When I saw the whole thing, my theory was that, excuse my English, I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. That bitch is up to no good. That bitch was at the nail salon or the hair salon was talking to her friends, and she still needed to keep whatever benefits she can get for marrying you, whether it's health, green cards, whatever the fuck. You know, I genuinely believe that you cared about her as a human being, because I would not put up with the cycle. I think, I think that's what she, why she chose to go to the, to the Marine Corps ball, because that was a great opportunity for a foreign girl from, from another country to marry, and not only, you know, because you got you know, marry a military guy, you get everything's taken care of. Your medical, your your housing, everything's taken care of. And, you know, and, and you know, women, you know, women need, women need to be taken care of. You know, and find a man to provide, provide uh, protection, uh, be a protector and provider. You know, so um, I, I, you know, you know, it's kind of like a poster marine. But when she asked me to marry her. I was more like a playboy, you know, I was, you know, I worked out all the time. I was like, you know, uh, you know, I guess you know, back then I was okay looking, you know, and, uh, I don't, I, I wasn't ready to be married. You know, she asked me to marry her and I was like, well, cause she wanted to stay in the country and her mother was there and, you know, and, uh, I said, okay, well, we talked to my parents and I talked to my parents and they said, not to do it and not to get married. So, um, anyways, I gave in and married her, you know, 
I was married three times. Sorry, I, I never. I was I was married three times and I never proposed. I never. So <laughs> wait a second. I never proposed. You just she. I'm sorry. She proposed to you. I'm just backtracking on this. That's like so untraditional. I would never stoop to that level. You know, the bash, the stripper at the bachelorette party. That's one thing. That's Vegas. But this is just like a whole other level of fuckery. Like. That's kind of like conspiring. You go to the Marine Ball. And how long did you serve, by the way? Um, just four years. Just four years contract. Yeah. And uh, um, I think she was, she started, I was, she was fine. I was, we were happy until we got, you know, some people you know, interfering in our lives. I, I think there were more bad people, narcissistic people. And she was young and naive. And so... A lot of the, you know, women that she worked with at the salon, her clients were, you know, narcissistic and, you know, they were married to politicians and, you know, lawyers and judges and stuff. So uh, you get a lot of narcissism there, you know, and it rubbed off on her and it affected her and affected our relationship. And she started doing bad things and, and, and doing, you know, just just had like bad behavior. And it was upsetting to me, and she ended up stealing and embezzling money and from her boss that she worked for. <laughs> that you know, so it's just you know the dark triad. You know, I'm talking about the dark triad: Machiavellianism, Machiavellianism, uh, narcissism, and psychopathy. You know, just people who don't self-reflect, and they get involved with just bad behavior and to do whatever they want you know like these politicians though you know like democrats they do whatever they want and get away with it they can do whatever they oh. want whatever they want and get away with it because they have money i know and power and influence mm -hmm. so the more money you have the more the more you can get away with things you know uh and i study all these cases all these high profile cases and i i break it all down specifically and narrow it down to, you know, how it happened or, 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 or the trigger, you know, what, what triggered the person that, that, you know, that did the terrible, you know, act, you know, O.J. Simpson, uh, Casey Anthony, uh, you know, you know, uh, Jody Arias, you know, all these high profile cases, I, I, I kind of like dissect it, you know, and that's what you, you, you should do. You should di dissect it. And you know to understand you know uh, how people get away with things. I call it buying time to get away with the crime. They they, they they try to figure out how do I get out of this mess. You know, so we we need a false script. So you got to create a false script and stick to the script and try to you know, manipulate, gaslight, uh, and uh, uh, blame shift. You know, even get flying monkeys. You know, to you know come come to your your rescue and lie for you and stuff. So. And that, that's what happened in my case, you know, and here I am. I'm confused. I had no idea what was going on because we, she had her boss and she had a lot of money and power and influence. So she did everything she could to keep Lorena from going, Lorena from going to prison. And it worked, you know, because she had the power to do that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, OJ Simpson, he, he, he didn't, he wasn't even brought, he wasn't brought in for questioning. For like two days, he was on the run and trying to figure it out with Al Cowlings and, you know, and he went to met with his lawyers. And they tried to figure out something out and how to get him out of this, you know, 
you know, two, 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 two murders, you know? So. Yeah. I, don't, I forgot yeah, people... about that. <laughs> oh, forgot about what? OJ something? <laughs> OJ. Just the whole OJ thing. And I mean, I'm, I'm not too far from that whole area in L.A. when I'm yeah. here. But that's. It's a very eventful thing that people talk about. And I feel as though I just your, your situation, because so many other women have copied uh, things sort of like what she did. Uh, a woman once cut her husband's dick off and put it in a blender. Then most recently on a Korean uh, TV series, it was actually a really well done series. The girl did the same thing then because she was mad at the guy. She thought he was cheating on her which wasn't even the case, by the way, in, in this story, that is. But it just shows us, I, I think it's really become a, a free-for-all, and you can't vict, victim shame. You know, it's not a victim shaming. It's just just because someone has the penis doesn't mean that they're necessarily the wrongdoer. Now, with Jodi Arias, you brought her up. Uh, my theory on her is she really loved that guy, but the way he talked about her behind her back, he didn't take her seriously. He obviously um, mocked her and didn't make her feel that she was good enough. I don't side with her for murdering him. If it were me, I would have smacked him around a couple times, maybe punched him out. But I, should, I certainly wouldn't have gone to the extreme she did, which is pretty messed up. But it's an interesting case, um, to say the least. Now, getting back to your whole... Uh, how old were you when you were even married to this woman? 20... 22? I was 22 You're a baby. And she, was, and she was 19. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Oh, when, it, it happened four four years later after after our marriage. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, you know, she. The, the the main reason why she did it, Jody Arias did it. You know, you know, they're similar. I call it painful rain. Painful rain, which is uh, uh, rejection, abandonment, infidelity, and neglect. It's painful. It's the worst, worst thing, worst pain a woman can go through is that, especially rejection, especially infidelity. You know, it, it just enough to drive a woman crazy. You know, it's you know, nothing's more painful than that. Nothing is. Giving birth. You know, whatever. Nothing is because it's it, it, it's it's severe and it lasts a long time. That kind of, that kind of rejection and 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 infidelity and abandonment, especially abandonment, is painful. And uh, it, it's kind of hundred probably hard to understand unless we actually been through it. You know, you know, if you go through that type of pain, so I call it deep seated emotional pain, and that's what she was going through because uh, you know I, I decided to leave her because uh, too two months of the silent treatment and, and the reason why she was doing that is because I, I got a job working at a nightclub as a bouncer and we were separated for a year and I, I went back to New York and I was bouncing at a nightclub and she knew that I was dating college girls you know and she she didn't want that whole scenario again so she want she wanted to say okay I'm not going to talk to you until you stop working at the nightclub because I already had two jobs this is the third one and I'm trying to get us out of a one-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyways, that's what happened. <laughs> she didn't want me to work there. She said she was going to spy on me. I said, "Go ahead, you know, we're, <laughs> right across the street." You know, she gets out of work at eight in the nail salon because she works in the daytime. I, I work at night. She can go there and have a cocktail, and you know. But apparently, uh, 
you know, the first night was our wedding anniversary, you know, the night of the open, it was the grand opening. It was the same night of our anniversary, our fourth year wedding anniversary. And there were girls coming up to me, you know, and giving them their phone number <laughs> and, and, and flirting with me. So she may have been there. And this happened Friday and Saturday night, the grand opening the next night. So, and I think that had a lot to do with it. And there was a, there was a girl that hit me on my bicycle the morning of her wedding anniversary on my way to work in the morning. So, you know, I worked at this warehouse and, uh, so I rode my bike she, I got, you know, she ran over my bike <laughs> and knocked me off my bike, this Asian girl. And, and she was kind of cute. So, you know, and I was leaving Lorraine anyways, I was, you know, I was leaving her. So she brought me to her house. Her, and her mother bandaged me up, you know, brought me to work and she says, I'll come pick you up after work. And her brother worked there. He worked at the same place I did. So, you know, we, uh, um, she picked me up, brought me back to her house and said, I'll let you use my bike until I get you a new one. So I had her girls 10 speed in my apartment all weekend. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, well, maybe Lorena saw the girls bike in our apartment. And what she, cause she's not talking to me, you know, and I'm not talking to her. So, so one thing after another, you know, cause she was jealous and she was very possessive of me. She didn't want no one around me. Cause she was always afraid someone's going to take me away from her. I was surprised basically. And, uh, and, she, you know, she wanted her citizenship. She wanted the family, you know, but I, I wasn't being compliant. You know, I was doing things that, you know, like the nightclub. And now this Asian girl, Asian girl pairs out of nowhere. She didn't know who she was. I didn't tell her because we weren't, ta we weren't talking. She comes over and brings a new bicycle over in the parking lot of our apartment. She's upstairs. You can see it in the parking lot. Where she's hugging me and inviting me to her party. She's had a graduation party. Yeah, I tell you, yeah, you bring your friend. You know, the guy, guy that came over to. So, uh, a lot of things transpired up to what, what, why she did what she did. You know, all this jealousy and being overly possessive, and and uh, she didn't, she didn't want a divorce. She wanted to stay married and become mm -hmm. a citizen and ch chain migrate, get her parents and her and her, and her siblings here. And eventually, because of Janet, she was able to accomplish all that. But you know what? I, if I wanted to, I could still go after Lorena and put her in prison. Mm -hmm. I could put her in prison because I have all the facts. I have the police report. I have the court, my court transcripts and hers. And I'll bring it to court and let a psychiatrist and, and the proper, uh, proper justice. And then because the, the, the prosecutors left the window open. They only charged her with one thing, which was malicious wounding. But I can go after her for attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and perjury. Because she and her boss and everybody that came that went on that witness stand lied. And that's up. Mm -hmm. There's a felony case, so that's up to one to five years in prison. So if anybody went to went to, went went was in her trial, would go to prison. I'd go in there because of what I've learned, because I studied law and all that. I could put them all away, all of them. What did I do? I didn't do nothing. I just wanted a divorce. I just wanted to, us to separate. Why didn't she just leave me alone? You know, let me go. You know, you're, you're, I think the thing she wanted, 
she wanted to hurt me or punish me for not doing what she told me to do. Don't work at the nightclub. So she gave me the silent treatment, which is narcissistic, narcissistic abuse, right? Silent treatment is a narcissistic abuse. You're not supposed to be silent with your partner. You know, you're supposed to communicate. Never go to bed angry, <laughs> you know? But, you know, so, you know, I just wanted to plug in a quick word from one of our sponsors, which is one of my personal favorites because I am an avid beef eater and I decided to start getting my stuff at freedomfirstbeef.com. It's got a shelf storage of 10 to 25 years. It's all freeze dried. It's a veteran owned small business. If you pop over to their website, freedomfirstbeef.com and you use my code Jasmine, you can get 15% off. Well, I think silent treatment, those are like the loudest words that you'll never hear. But you guys, it's something that's very toxic that not many people do, okay? Double silent treatment. Like, who breaks the silence? Like, who broke that silence when you had double silent treatment going at the same time? Well, well, I, I tried to talk to her, and she wouldn't talk to me. So I was like, well, what do I do? You know, <laughs> I get divorced. <laughs> you know, okay, she wants to get me silent. So I'll just, you know, punish her, punish her right back. I'll punish her. I'm, well, we're getting divorced. She didn't want that. That's punishment for her. So. Well, yeah. Her citizenship. She's punishing me. I'm punishing her. And uh, she broke the silent treatment. Because, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy now. I'm, I got my best friend. I'm working at the nightclub. I got two other jobs. I'm moving out. You know, I'm happy. So she's not. She's not happy. So. She's, um, she said she'll move out. So this is her whole mm -hmm. game thing. So she was, she's in control now, but she didn't move out. She's staying at the apartment. She did. She's just pretending like she'll get a box and put some stuff in it. It was a one bedroom apartment. She could have been out one day, but she didn't, wasn't. She was like four days. She was there back and forth. Wanting to know where, what was going on and what I was doing and this and that. So, hey, well, get your stuff, move. Or I'll, I'll get my stuff and move because I already had a place. You know, I already had, I already had a house. So, um, so she, she, she waited. And then I think it was Tuesday we went out um, all night, me and my friend, after we work. We worked at the warehouse. We were unloading mm -hmm. trucks, heavy boxes, went, went home. I got showered up and went to work, and my boss said that they were slow, so I didn't have to work that night. So I went back home with across the street. I said, hey, uh, Robbie, um, you know, I uh, don't have to work tonight. Why don't we just go, go out? I'll show you around. So we both got cleaned up, and we got, you know, out of there before Lorraine got home. So I didn't, I didn't want no trouble. So I told him we had to get out of here before, you know, Lorraine got home. Lorraine got home. So we were, we were gone. So we went. Uh, to the club and had a, had a sandwich and a uh, uh, beer. And then we went to uh, a couple other clubs. They said that there was a live band at, uh, uh, at the Holiday Inn. So we went there first. <laughs> but we went to, got there early and there was they weren't there. So we left. And that was the big thing, the Holiday Inn. The Holiday Inn was the... The, really? the, Holiday, the Holiday Inn was the trigger. That was the trigger of the case. You know, there's always a case. There's always a trigger in every case. You got to figure that out, yeah. and I'll, I'll explain that later. But um, we we went to a couple other places, and then we went to 
Denny's uh, on the way home. We had breakfast, coffee, and went home. We weren't drunk. <laughs> we weren't drunk. So alcohol at Denny's. So they're trying to say we were, you know, like really drunk. We hardly had, we hardly had anything to drink at all night. You know, very little. And, you know, but anyway, when I got home, we were exhausted. I just wanted to sleep. We're so tired. He went. He, he went to bed, and I went to I went to bed. I pulled up my clothes and all that. And Lorena is on the side of me. You know, uh, she asked me. She asked me where I was, and I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. I am sleeping. Okay, and she's asking me. And I'm like trying to respond, and I'm like, you know, I'm so tired. So now, I don't want to have a conversation. So I'm thinking, okay, one word answer. You know, long story short, I just okay. Well, Holiday Inn. I'm thinking of the first place we went to, and I said the Holiday Inn. And that was it. So I guess she assumed because I was at the Holiday Inn all night, having an affair with <laughs> that Asian girl that gave me the bicycle. Bicycle. I think that she's she assumed because she made it understand that she said that I was having an affair. I wasn't having an affair, you know, with anyone. So uh, I think that was a trigger. She thought I was having an affair at the Holiday Inn. So she went and got a knife, came back, and sat on the side of me and said, you hurt my feelings. You did it again and again and again. Are you happy? She's talking about abandonment. You know, I left her. Yeah. Three times. She's referring to abandonment. So I didn't respond. And she cut it off. She's working herself up to do it. She wanted to kill me. But she didn't want the responsibility of actually killing me. You know, because it was a murder charge. So she wanted me to kill myself. By doing that. It's kind of like, kind of psychotic. You know, it's like, well, really evil, uh, malignant narcissist stuff. So. She really wanted me to kill myself. That's so by the way, yeah. Well, that's what guys do. They, you know, you got you cut his penis off, so they kill themselves, or they bleed to death. If I bled to death, she would have been a murder charge. If I killed myself, it would still would have been a murder charge. Because mm-hmm. if I, I would have killed myself, if she wouldn't have done it, but she didn't see it that way. Instead of you know, <laughs> she didn't think it through. So okay, well, either way, it was it'd still been murder if I died. And I wouldn't be able to stand up for myself. You know, if I died, I wouldn't have been able to stand up for myself and tell everybody what happened. You know what I mean? Let's look at all the facts. Yeah, but... look at all the details. Don't, okay, well, they, you... they swept this under the cover. They swept this under the carpet. Carpet. Let, let's lift it up. Let, let's 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 ever, let everybody see the, the 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 true side of the story. You know. So now I can go into the courtroom and I I can defend people. I won't I won't let that happen. If, if you go to court and you, if anybody goes to court and, and, and wants me to expose the truth, I will. And I know, I know how to do it now. And then if you understand psychology, you know, uh, and how people try to, you know, use the power of manipulation, you know, cover up and uh, uh, blame shifting, gaslighting, uh, you know, all these different tactics that they use. I mean, there's different types of narcissists from like different, 12 different types of narcissists mild to extreme but uh you can pinpoint you know uh, uh uh who's lying who's telling the truth and 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 hang on a minute wait let, let's let's look into it further 
you know, the, you know, you know how somebody's you know, you're having a conversation and somebody says something like, um, "There's a football game on tonight. Uh, you want to order pizza?" And they're like, "Wait a minute, we were, we were talking about this topic, and then you just you know throw this into our, our conversation that had nothing to do with what you're talking about. You know, you know to try to distract you and basically you know." You know, figure out, you know, you're figuring out the truth. You're trying, you're exposing, you're getting, the, you're getting to, to the point where you're going to expose the person. So if they throw something in the conversation, it has nothing to do with what you're talking about to distract you from talking further. You know? That all makes sense. But you know, you've mentioned a couple of things that I think people fail to, um, you know, fail to understand in this. Number one, if someone's, if she was that unhappy, okay, but if you, we're hitting her or whatever. And I've been in abusive relationships or physically or emotionally abusive. What you do is you just go. Now, if she had all these friends, one of them could have taken her in if, if that was the case. So clearly, you know, a green card or a citizenship is invaluable. There is no price you could put on that. So if you're gone, that's gone. That's off the table. So of course, I'm not sticking up for her, by the way. She's going to fight and do what it takes to... um to try to keep that and have that, you know, that privilege, which she got in the long run anyway. But it's, uh, I mean, when it happened, I, and I don't mean to re-traumatize you, when this happened, like, what was the first thing that went through your mind? It's kind of like uh, um, Johnny Depp, uh, the movie, he was in the movie, uh, Nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street, and there was a scene in there yep. where he was in bed and he got pulled in the bed. And it was all blood. I thought that 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 happened to me. I thought when she did that, I thought Freddy Krueger had actually got me while I was sleeping. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was twenty. I was a kid, and that was big back then. I thought Freddy Krueger's hand, hand with those blades came through the wall and, and you know, cut my penis off. And I told my friend, don't, don't make me fall asleep. Don't let me fall asleep. That's all I was worried about. Because I, I told him my wife, you know, well, later I told him my wife cut me, but uh, I wasn't sure. Well, if it was her or Freddy Krueger, and I didn't want, I didn't, I, I, I just woke up. I was confused. I, I told him to let me fall asleep because he was tired too. And that movie was huge, you know, about, you know, staying awake, you know. And that's what I thought. I mean, I thought that, I mean, how can this horrible thing happen, you know? A horrible thing. You know? Yeah. Well, it happened. And I mean, it's it's sad that it happened, but people like aren't a, listening know, to you. They're listening to her. I thought it was a horror movie, but it was reality. Wives, wives with knives. There's a series called <laughs> Wives with Knives. They get mad and they stab you, or you know, cut you. Yeah, so, I uh, see the look on the, my producer's face right now. He's scared. He's like, I don't know about this. So like, uh, this guy was sleeping on his couch and his wife wanted to get pregnant and, and he didn't go to bed. So she's sleeping on, he's sleeping on the couch 
And I pick, maybe it was a few nights that he was actually slept out. He fell asleep on the couch. He went to the kitchen, took a kitchen knife and stabbed him in the head. So he had a butcher's knife sticking out of his head. He had to go to the hospital like that. He had to wrap, they had to wrap him up with a knife sticking out of his head. Well, at least that's what go, she tried to cut off. Because so, I mean, Lorena did that to me. Lorena did that to me too. So I wouldn't go to bed, and she got mad, and she ripped the covers off me while I was on the couch. I'm like, come on! <laughs> I just fell asleep. You know. And she, if you were you were with torturous. me, if if you were with me, or if we were in a restaurant and you sat in the booth like across from us should punch me in the face because you, you said you're, you're a beautiful woman and she just punched me in the face because she she would she'd think that I, I looked at you you know and that's what she was she was very possessive she'd ask you haul off and punch me in the face well, she's Latina. What do you expect? No, I'm joking. I shouldn't say that because not not everyone's crazy. I'm, I'm like I would never go. I'm crazy, but I would never go that far as to um to harm someone. I've said some really horrible things to men in the past, but I never Ta acted are you upon Italian it. Or... I think the only thing I ever are you Italian? Uh, I'm part Brazilian, but um. Well, she's from Venezuela, and Venezuela is a, like a poor country. It's like really poor, and you know, it's they're like... crazy. And and she she wanted to get away from that. She came to America and visited, you know, the states here, and she fell in love with the country, and she wanted to come back, because because I guess they sent her here for her birthday, and she went back home and and she made arrangements to get her visa and go to her student visa and stay in the country. She worked as a nanny, and she went with her cousins to the Marine Corps ball, because her whole plan was to stay here. You know, okay, find a Marine, get married, you know, all that stuff. And I, I was the target. I was the target. Yeah. And then some. Um, it seems as, I mean, you seem like you're in good spirits about everything. And, you know, most people wouldn't be able to survive this. It's, uh, do you get recognized a lot? And do you have a hard time dating people now? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of girls. You know, I, I haven't found. I think there's only one girl I really, really like. You know, I mean, I enjoy being with. I like a life partner. She she lives in Canada. How old is she? Uh, she's about fifty. That's too old. Hey. I know that a lot of you like betting on football and fantasy football and also those cute other casino games. There is one place online that has the best lines possible and every type of sport you could bet on. It's betonline.ag. So make sure you check out betonline.ag and play whatever you want to. Play fantasy football, play football, play slots, play blackjack. They have something for everyone. Betonline.ag. Because at your age, you should be dating girls that are like 18 or 19 right now. So then by the time you're 80-something, they'll be close. I don't know. I have this theory with my friend. He's like 50-something now. He said his, his future wife isn't born yet. 
So he went out on a date with a 25-year-old. I told him she's too old for him. Because she is, technically. Because by the time he's 80, it's like she's going to be closer to that. It's way too old. Yeah. I, don't, I think your future, your future partner isn't born yet. Um, you give it a few more years. Who do you date? Um, normal people. Me? See, but it's different. I can go out with older guys. So you prefer older guys? Not 80, not 70. Maybe if they're 95 and like ready to die and they have like no one on their will, then yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a, um, I'm joking. Um, that's a, that's a, um, what's her, Anna Nicole Smith, you know, scenario. Yeah. Anna Nicole that Smith. was very creepy. No. It's got $400 million. Yeah. That was kind of. Yeah, I don't know if she had to give million? it back. Oh, and speaking of four hundred million, why don't you ever try to sue Lorena in a civil court, or her um, her girlfriend, or whatever that thing was? Oh, the uh, boss. I don't know. Yeah, could you sue them civilly, possibly? Yeah, yeah, defamation and all that. I definitely go after all that, but you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, no one really cares about the guy. It's got God. John Goslin, you know, the Octomom, you know, he, he, he's, he's, yeah, he, he had a, they had a TV show called Octomom and. Oh, um, that woman. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's on, she's all narcissistic. She's on us. She did, did all the smear campaign thing, you know, that's like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's like, I'm on your show and I'm talking to you about all the details of what would happen, but you know, I think they'll do anything they can to prevent me from talking, you know, Lorena and her boss and, and the prosecutors. So they don't, because I, I didn't know uh, anything back then. I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have anything figured out. I had to, I had to dig. I had to get all the, I had to go into the court and, and order all the transcripts and, and get the police report. And that figured it all out because, you know, it's all that manipulation and you're confused. It's like, what's going on here? And that's what narcissists do. And, 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 and how, do you escape the, how do you escape the narcissist without getting hurt or killed? You know, how do you escape? Yeah, they come after you somehow. They come after you. They yeah, come after and, you and, by... Uh, you know, whatever they can do, just sustain your life. Even if they're like long move on with kids and shit like that, they still try to do things, sustain your life. Cause it's that bit of control taking your, like cutting your manhood off is definitely trying to take away some form of control from you from like a future, you know, having kids or, you know, having a normal life, which well, is just, uh, it's sad. They, they want, they, they, the malignant narcissist want the malignant narcissist wants to destroy you in any way they can, and they they'll keep attacking you, and they want you dead. You know they want you dead, so you know you got you got to you got to uh, go gray rock, you know. Great, you know gray rock is a, a psychological term meaning that you you you. Distance yourself and go no, no contact with the you know narcissist. So you try to get far away from the narcissist and don't contact the narcissist. That's called going gray rock. I, I moved to Vegas. I moved all the way across the country and, and went no, no no contact for many years. Twenty five years I lived in Vegas, and 
know, didn't talk to her or didn't do anything. I sent her some letters and tried to get some sort of closure or some sort of, you know, something, something. But that was a long time ago because I was confused what happened about what happened to me. And uh, I didn't have any answers. So I had to find out all the answers myself. But that was all Janet Masudi, her boss. That's who you got to go after. That's who want. That's the one who created the false narrative, and you know protected Lorena. So how do, how do you go to yeah. Janet and say, well, what happened, Janet? She's not gonna. She's not gonna answer any of your questions. You know, she's gonna avoid it. You know. I wouldn't want to speak want to them anyway. <laughs> I talk to talk to talk to Lorena's mother. I mean, there's good there's good women that will never lie. Lorena's mother would never lie, and her 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 aunt, Irma Castro, she would not lie either. So those are the women you would talk to get all the factual tr- information, the truth. You no. Know? And uh, yeah, truth, logic, and common sense. Truth. Uh, you know, I, I I'm happy with my life. You know, I mean, I just don't want to be around bad people. You know, I just want to be around good people with, you know, have good souls. And uh, you can lose yourself. Yeah. You can lose yourself and lose your soul if you, 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 you're exposed to the, all the wrong people. You know, and I think that's important is keeping your soul, your mind, body, and soul healthy. And, you know, one of my, one of my famous sayings is uh, the stronger a man's soul the deeper he learns to love. So the, the stronger your soul is, the deeper you love. So do do is that what we should do? Should we learn to love deeply? That's what we need most of. I know, right? We need more of that. Yeah, we need more love. people out there that uh, come out. Right, we Andrew? Need, <laughs> we need to get... Andrew's 100% behind you on this. Uh, we need my, my more son, people to come out there and Andrew. stand up for those who've been wronged. Like my son's name's Andrew. Another. And clearly, yeah. you know, you were, huh? My son's name's Andrew. What, what? My son. Oh, okay. Andrew. So you actually have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Which marriage was this? Uh, that was before Lorena. Wait. Okay. That's when me and Lorena were separated. Got it. And uh, she was one of the college girls. So, um, yeah, she... It was my birthday, and I met. You know, we were, you know, I was bouncing in a nightclub, and we had an after party, and I was with this girl, and she got pregnant. I think the biggest thing we need to realize is that this is important. Um, it always starts somewhere, and I think what happened to me and Lorena wasn't our fault. It, it, it was because I was stationed at Camp Lejeune in North, North Carolina in 1987. I was exposed to dangerous to- toxic chemicals that got in my body and caused a lot of neurological problems. So I wasn't myself, you know. So I didn't behave, you know, like a uh, like a good husband. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't there for her. You know, I wasn't supportive. I wasn't loving i wasn't you know i wasn't the way a husband should have been but i think what happened was that you know uh 
which I got a big case now because of the uh, the chemicals, because it caused a lot of severe damage to me uh, neurologically and uh, physically. So I think that has a lot to blame with blame for everybody who was stationed there, because it affected millions, around a million people. And uh, you know, it's one of the largest water contaminations in U.S. history. So, because you know, I, I grew up in religion, I grew up in a big family, and 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 I um, I was a good person. But you know, when I joined the Marines and was exposed to the chemicals, I think it really kind of kind of messed me up, you know, neurologically. So I should have been there for you know instead of abandoning her and 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 and. I should have tried to work things out, but you know, her parents weren't there. My parents weren't there. We were, you know, and we didn't have a. Uh, our family wasn't there, so we didn't have a good support system to help us out, you know. And we we should have we should have had you know a support system. We tried, but we 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 should have had you know someone there for us, but we didn't. Yeah, but you two were babies, too. You're like two kids making adult decisions at such young ages, 19 and 22, you know. So take that into consideration. Don't beat yourself up so bad about it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's sad what happened, but, you know, you're out there doing your life now, and that's the most important thing. You're able to put your side of the story out there, and, you know, uh, people deserve that. Well, I said it takes two to tangle, you know, in... There, there's some, there's probably a lot of things I, I could have done better as a man, you know, and uh, be emotionally available, uh, talk, communicate, you know, but, uh, you know, you didn't, I didn't know a lot of things back then, you know, we all don't, I mean, we all, I mean, you, you, you and that's why you need uh, you know people to help you out, you know good good support system, family and friends, that can that can they can help answer you know questions you know <laughs> it's like or help you through troublesome times. Thanks so much for talking to me. I know that we were trying to make this work for a while, and I certainly hope that um, you know no one uh, you know no one prevents you from anything in the future that you want to do. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we actually have to hop off, but I appreciate you coming on today, John. And I promise you that I will get this out there as, uh, as much as I can. And, you know, people don't always listen to what you think might be the truth because things aren't always what they seem. I hope everyone learned something from part one of my part two interview with John Wayne Bobbitt. You know, there's always two sides to a story. We've heard Lorena all the time over and over and over. And here's his side of the story. And somewhere in between, there's always the truth. So a lot of people do come down on me for always taking the guy's side. But hey, guess what? In this day and age, there are a lot of men out there that are victims of domestic abuse. So if you really want to know what he went through and the aftermath of such a horrendous act, stay tuned for the real dirty stuff and part two next week. <laughs> Freedom!